0: I need Can you have the Good morning. Be glorified. Good morning. Hey, y'all, hey. Good morning. I'm sharing the devotional. <laughs> glory to glory to God. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Glory to glory to God. Good morning. Glory to morning good morning welcome welcome it is the last devotional of the year the last devotional of the decade and i'm just like wow god this is big hold on Good morning sorry y'all got a close-up on facebook <laughs> good morning good morning how y'all doing <laughs> i did just adjust one of my lights good morning good morning i have so much to be grateful for i have so much to be thankful for and i hope that today you recognize and realize how much you have grateful for? Like you made it through 2019, even though the enemy came for your mind, even though the enemy required your soul, he he, he was after your life. Uh, he might have came through your kids. He may have prevented presented all kinds of circumstances and situations to you regardless you are here like you made it that you ought to celebrate you ought to be thanking God you ought to be worshiping and blessing God because you didn't sustain yourself you didn't keep yourself nothing but the Lord God Almighty could have carried you um throughout this year and even though it may not have been everything that you thought it should be or it was perfect or um Some of the things that you have been praying for may not have manifested yet. God has been so, so good. God has been so, so good. God has been so, so good. I was telling one of my friends yesterday, I told y'all this was the first December that I was not depressed. This was the first December that I had really ever celebrated my birthday. Um, It's just so many milestones were hit this month and this smile that you see on my face is just so sincere and i just feel so good and i'm just so grateful for just everything god did every spiritual blessing how he's carried us how he's looked after us um, how he's loved us how even when we've done dumb stuff that he's pardoned us and forgiven us and given us grace and mercy and so You just got a lot to shout about this morning. Let's just bless his name. Father God, we thank you. Let's just praise his name. Lord God, we lift you up. We honor you today. We honor you, Lord God. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you on the 365th day of the year, Lord God. We honor your name. We glorify you. We magnify you, Father God. And we just say thank you, Lord God. We could have been anywhere else. We could have lost our mind, but you you chose to prevail. You chose to prevail. And we thank you for choosing us, for loving us, for keeping us, for blessing us. We thank you, Father God, for every earthly blessing and every spiritual blessing. We thank you for our health and our mind and Our spirits and our soul and our body and we thank you for jesus And we thank you for the holy spirit and we thank you father god for the greater witness And we thank you father god just for life. My God for life for life for life for life We thank you. We thank you. We thank you We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you lord god And we just simply say, thank you lord god. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for all the earthly manifestations We thank you father god for keeping us all year long, for keeping food in our fridge, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for supernatural blessings and Supernatural increase, Lord God. We just say thank you, Father God. We thank you for the activities of our limb. We thank you, Father God. We beat cancer, we beat depression, we beat suicide, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We beat poverty, we be death, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Father God, we thank you, 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 Lord God. We thank you, we glorify you, we magnify you, Lord. We just bless your name, praise you. Father God, you are so worth Worthy of our praise. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We lift up our hands and say thanks. We thank you, Lord God. We just thank you for every material blessing. We thank you for every earthly blessing. We just thank you, Lord God, that favor for your favor. We just thank you, Lord. We bless you, praise you, magnify you, and simply say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for peace. Thank you, Father God, for teaching us how to suffer long. Thank you for working out our character. Thank you for changing our nature lord god thank you for growing us up in you lord god thank you father god for maturing us in you we thank you for the word we thank you for your comfort we thank you for your strength we thank you for your peace your grace and your mercy i'm going to read psalms 51 over us and we're going to get into the devotional we are talking about the spiritual blessings of god and then I just want to compel you that there are some things that I have significantly done for myself. Um, I um, definitely don't always tell, don't ever tell you where to sow. I will tell you this minister is good ground, but I do not leave the year without planting a seed. And I do not come in the year without planting a seed. And so I'm going to compel you today to get a seed in your hand and plant a seed and seal your year off in a seed. And I'm going to compel you to start your year in the seat. I don't care if it's a dollar and a dollar. I don't care if it's a dollar and a dollar. I don't care if it's $2. I don't care if it's 25 cents. I told you before every seat counts before God. And so I want you to I'm going to read Isaiah 51. I want you to get a seed in your hand and plant a seed today and believe God for a supernatural harvest. God responds to the seed. He responds to your prayer. Don't, don't, don't go out this year without sowing a seed and don't come in the year without sowing the seed. I don't care if it's 75 cents, close your year out with the seed, start your year with the seed. I have done that every year and I have seen the manifestation of God in my life. So make that intentional and do that. Yeah. I serve for, I serve, I serve, I I sow first fruit on the first and I close the year out. Whatever the first that comes into my hand on the first, whatever I got in my hands, the first fruit on the first day of the year. I don't care if I got twenty five dollars. And that's the first thing that comes into my hand. I'm sowing that because everything else belongs to me after that. So I always serve the first fruit into the priest in my life, the person that speaks into my life. And then I always close the year out with a seed. And so I'm just going to compel you to do that. Let me read um, Psalms 51 and Isaiah 51 and then we're going to get into the word today. Um, and I hope you receive that word for your life and that you be obedient in that so that you can receive the harvest that comes. Because if God starts talking to me about sowing and seed, I promise you it's, it's, it's not me. So just take that tangible and sow that today and remind yourself, I, be determined this year. I'll never become before God empty handed. That is something I always pledge. I never come before God empty handed. I never come before God without praise. Thank you, Lord. And I never come before God without a seed. And I have seen the fruits of that working in my life when I put God first in my finances. And when I make a decision that I won't come before him without praise or without empty hand, without an empty hand. So pray, ask the Holy spirit to give you wisdom and strength to become that type of conduit to the kingdom. Let me read to you Psalms 51 and Isaiah 51. Psalms 51 says, have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sins. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say. I hear you, Holy Spirit. And your judgment against me is just, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the wound, teaching me from wisdom, even there, purify my sins and I will be clean. Clean, Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Give me back my joy again. You have broken me, now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of guilt. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a loyal spirit within. me. Me. Do not banish me from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion and help her. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings, then bulls will again be sacrificed on the altar. Now let me read um, Isaiah 51. It says, listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord, consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah, who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. My God. God, My God, but when I blessed him, He became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have a pity on her ruins. Her, de- her desert will blossom like Eden. Her barren wilderness, like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above for the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me. You who know right from wrong, you who cherish my law in your hearts, do not be afraid of people's scorn nor fear their insults for the moth moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat at them as it eats wool, but my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation wake up wake up O lord clothe yourself with strength flex your mighty arm rouse yourself as in the days of old when you slew egypt the dragon of the nile are you not the same today the one who dried up the sea making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over those who have been ransomed by the lord will return they will enter jerusalem singing Crowned with everlasting joy, sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So you are afraid you why are you afraid of mere humans? Why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundation of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. Soon all you captives will be released. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is like prophetic word into our life. You got to hear what he's saying to us. Will you remain where, the, where, where, where is their fury and anger? Now it is gone. Soon all you captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord, your God who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's army. And I, put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Wake up, wake up. O Jerusalem. You have drunk the cup of the Lord's fury. You have drunk the cup of terror, tipping out its last drops. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These two calamities have fallen on you, desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who Who is left to sympathize with you? Who is left to comfort you? For your children have fainted and lie in the streets, helpless as antelopes caught in the net. The Lord has poured out his fury. God has rebuked them. But now listen to this, you afflicted ones who sit in a drunken stupor, though not from drinking wine. This is what the Lord, sovereign Lord, your God and defender says. See, I've taken the terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I will hand that cup to your tormentors. Those who said we will trample you in the dust and walk on your back backs. I love this Isaiah because God changed positions like God changed his mind. He changed his position. Israel was out of order and God came and changed his mind. He changed his position and that's the kind of God that we serve. He didn't leave them in the state no matter that they had been disobedient, no matter that they had been forlorn, no matter whether or not they had honored him. He came in and said, you know what? I'm about to change my mind about you. I'm about to change my mind about you. I'm not going to leave you in this state. I'm not going to leave you in this suffering. I'm not going to continue to allow people to torment you. I'm not going to continue to allow people to consume you, to overwhelm you. I'm not going to let the enemy continue to take over you. I'm not getting ready to do it. Why? Because I'm changing my mind because I never intended for this for you to begin with. My thing was to prosper you so that you could be in good health so that your soul could prosper and that you could walk into the fullness of what God called you to do. And that's a big God that we serve. I love it. Anytime, even when I've done stuff that I don't have any business, that God can change his position and he can change his mind and he can give us a word of knowledge that says, you know what? I'm about to change my mind about you. I'm about to do something so unique and significant for you. I'm going to bless you in spite of all your foolishness, in spite of the fact that you didn't do everything that I Asked that you didn't honor me in every way, but I'm still going to change my mind. And I'm going to give you a chance because he gave us Psalms 51 first. I'm going to give you a chance to leave this year and repent. I'm gonna give you a chance to lead this year and I'm gonna repent first. And then I'm gonna talk to you and tell you, stop being overwhelmed by people. That's what he said in Isaiah 51. Stop being overwhelmed by people. Stop being being consumed by the people around you. I'm gonna deal with the people around you. I'm gonna deal with your enemies. If you will just keep your eyes and focus yourself on me, I'm gonna do everything that I need to do for you. And it's not because you've been perfect or it's not because you've been just or it's not because you've been fair. It's because I'm your God and this was my plan to prosper you and for you to be in health and so You can leave this year in a state of repentance, and then you can turn around and believe God for every spiritual and earthly blessing. Don't go out this year without repenting. Don't go out this year without asking God to burn up the chaff in your heart, to open the eyes of your understanding to the hope and call of who you are called to be in Christ Jesus. Don't do that. Leave this year with saying, you know what, God, I'm leaving all of this at your feet this morning. I'm leaving all of this. your feet creating me a clean heart renew a steadfast spirit in me right renew a steadfast spirit in me deal with the broken places in my life deal with the broken relationships burn up the chaff in me don't let me be wise in my own eyes show me anything in my life that does not line up with your will that does not line up with your word why because I'm not going to carry that over into the next year I'm not I'm not doing it I'm not carrying anything from this next year over to to the To the new year Lord God, and then give me eyes to see Lord God, as you would have me to see so that I can walk into the fullness of what you call me to walk into this very next year this very next year and and, and, and begin to believe God for new and fresh beginnings. Let me, let me read this over you. Um, and let me speak this over you for those of you that are going to sow seed today. Um, for those of you that just were logging on, I, it is my practice. I always sow seed at the beginning of the year. I always end of the year. I always sow seed at the end of the year. And so I need to read a spiritual blessing over you. Um, when you plant this seed, Luke 6 and 38 says, Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. I just declare right now, in the name of Jesus, that every seed that you have planted in the kingdom and that you plant in the kingdom today and that you plant in the kingdom tomorrow, that it will yield a a harvest for you, my God. my God, 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 that it will yield a harvest for you like never. Ever before, I thank you, Father God, that as they plant in your kingdom today, multiplication and increase, my God, that you're going to rebuke the devourer for their sake, that favor is coming to their finances, that supernatural promotion and increase is coming to their house, checks in the mail, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, Father God, that this is their time of overflow. And even though that this is the last day of December, we call call December prosperity month for their household. We thank you, father God, that you're pouring into their cups, that you're pouring into their PayPal, that you're pouring into their cash app, that you're pouring father God into their wallets, father God, that things will appear father God, that you are supplying every absolute need according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus, in Jesus name. Amen. I'm just telling you I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I live off my seed and out of every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. I, I do. I, I. I don't have. People are always asking, like, you look so blessed. I, it does not make sense of how I live, but I live off of every seed. Every seed I sow. I live off my seed and off every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. You have got to get in the habit of becoming a sower. You have got to be in the habit of tithing. You have got to be in the habit of giving beyond what you think you should give and let the Holy Spirit multiply and increase you and become a kingdom giver. So the kingdom can do, you got to get into the habit where you don't come before God empty handed. That's what's going to invoke the spiritual blessings. That's what's going to invoke the things that you need to see God do. Every seed produces, after its own kind. But if you don't have seed in the ground, guess what? There's no production. <laughs> There's no production. So it isn't that God hasn't heard your prayers. It's that the, the lack of sowing or the lack of inconsistency? You can't have a harvest manifest what you won't give up. And sometimes it's been I'm just going to be honest. It's been tight. It's been some space. I don't know why the Holy Spirit is having me share this. It's been tight. It's been some spaces. It's been some places that I've been in that I didn't want to tithe. I didn't want to sow seed, but I made a decision, Lord, you're going to get the first fruit you're going to, I'm going to tithe and I'm going to sow seed and I'm going to trust you in my finances. And wisdom began to grow in me for finances. And from the first of the year to the end of the year, I'm telling you, God has liberally supplied my household, taking care of my household, taking care of my children. But I have made a decision to honor him in my finances, no matter what, not to withhold seed, not to disobey him. And I'm telling you, I have seen him carry me from January 1st to December the 31st providing and supplying and taking care of my household. Yep, Marlene, if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. So it's not, it's not that God hasn't forgotten about you. You got to get some seed in the ground that's in love. If you want love, you got to sow love. If you want favor, you got to sow favor. If you want friendships, you got to sow favor. You got to get your seed in the ground so that kingdom can be activated in your life. The abundance is trying to come to you, but you ain't put no seed. So your trees can't produce. Your trees can't produce. And that somebody's been that you, your, your, your trees can't produce. It's not even just eating the tithe even isn't about rebuking the vower. If you go over to Malachi 3 and 10, it says, trust me in this and watch me open up the windows of heaven. Right. And thank you, Holy Spirit. And pour out a blessing. You do not have room for. And we will make excuses. I'm telling you, if I told you what my numbers look like this year, you would be like, there's no way she could live off that. But I saw God supernaturally. I see God supernaturally supply because of my obedience to him. And because I've decided to trust him financially, no matter what, like, I'm not going to be worried about finances. As a matter of fact, the scripture says the pagans, the pagans run after clothes and all that other stuff. Animals live like that. You're not an animal. Animals live like begging and, and um not knowing their position. God will, Provide for you. Yeah, if you're gonna test them and he said, test me in this, try me in this, and watch me pour out a blessing. I do not have room for. And I told you, if you're not a sower, start sowing. Pledge this year to sow a dollar a month, pledge this year to sow five dollars a month. Just pledge to be a sower. Pledge to be a sower. Make a decision. I'm going to be a sower and I'm going to tithe and I'm not going to rob God. I'm not going to rob the kingdom and watch what God does to me. We're going to see some testimonies like never before. So, so a seed out your business. You're going to see some testimonies. We're going to see kingdom begin to operate because we made a decision not to cheat God and not to cheat. Just start somewhere, start somewhere, bring yourself into the new year and covenant with God. Yes. And start, start. This is my covenant with you, God. And I'm gonna honor this covenant sometimes i have had god has just told me to sow five dollars into a ministry a dollar into a ministry six dollars into this ministry it has not made sense but he constantly reminds me you are the widow and that is the widow's might and if you give me this in this season i, I I just watch how I honor you in your new season. So I needed to share that with you. And I know it was important for us to hear this for a fresh start, for a fresh beginning and a fresh start. Make a decision. I'm living for kingdom this year, no matter what. Now we're starting in Ephesians one and we're going to start, start talking about the spiritual and I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I hate talking about money. Like I hate talking about money because I know God gives all, all the time like I know God gives all the time I I know God takes care of us all the time but I know for a fact not no I know for a fact that every seed reproduces after its own kind and god is looking to see if we will be faithful to what he said and he will provide for us accordingly he will provide for your business your household your kids you do not have to worry about absolutely Anything, anything. No, Dina, I love that. And not looking for when it will grow, not looking for when it will grow and God will produce exactly what he needs to produce for you. So let's start talking about what these spiritual blessings are in Ephesians one, we've been talking about blessings. We've got been talking and I need to say this because a lot of times we'll make excuses. I ain't got no job, but we'll spend money on other things. I, I ain't got no job. Like I got, I got a kingdom job. I got a kingdom assignment, right? I ain't got no job or I don't make enough money. If you will prioritize God in your finances, you will begin to see God financially do things for you like never before. I'm your witness. I, I have not worked a job since 2018 because God told me to go into ministry full time and I expect my harvest on every seed and God will do the same thing for me that he's doing for you. My lights ain't been cut off. My water ain't been cut off. My kids had Christmas. Um, we have food in our fridge. There's gas in my car. He's getting me out of debt. I got a debt free. God gave me my debt free plan because I honored him. He gave me a debt free plan. Can I tell y'all something? He reduced my debt. I had 40 something thousand dollars worth of debt. He reduced it to $18,000. He gave me favor and reduced my debt from 40 something thousand dollars to $18,000 and then gave me a plan to pay that debt off because I honored him because I knew I had accrued the debt and I asked God, I said, give me a plan this debt and he gave me a plan for this debt. He told me what to do. He gave me favor with my creditors. He gave me, I see him. He he gave me favor with my creditors and now I'm coming out of debt and I'm believing God that he's going to have the debt paid off as well. I'm just telling you, I trust him. I'm trust, I trust him, I trust him. I trust him in my finances and I have not missed a beat and I don't plan on missing a beat and I'm receiving the spiritual. So I just wanna encourage you to know that God can be involved in absolutely everything at the beginning of the year. I'm just telling you, I have $46,000 worth of debt. At the end of the year, I left with like $18,000 worth of debt. God cut my debt in half. Yeah. My God cut my debt in half. And then I've been watching him help me pay my debt off because I made a pledge that I would not, I would not use credit cards. I made a pledge that I would not, I would do everything in cash. (laughs) I made a pledge that I was going to do everything in cash. I made a pledge that I would not spend. I have hardly eaten out this year. I made a decision not to eat out. I made a decision not to waste money. I only spent what he told me to spend. I only did what he told me to do. And I've seen the fruit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this. Thank you for reminding me this. Thank you for reminding me of this. And I've watched the hand of God in my finances. It ain't perfect yet. My abundance is here. I'm waiting on the rain. I'm waiting on the manifestation. But I'm just telling you the same thing that God did for me. He'll do for you. I'm just telling you, I'm just being honest i i and it's not easy for me to tell I don't want y'all know all my personal business, but I feel like somebody needed to hear what God will do for you. If you will become faithful in your finances, I'm just being honest that if you will trust God with your every circumstance and every situation that this is what God will do for you, that God will come back and say, I will give you a plan for every situation. I will give you a plan for your finances that look like kingdom. God wants kingdoms to cure people financially. So you shouldn't be lacking. You shouldn't be in debt. You shouldn't be in poverty. You shouldn't be bought into this system. And the same thing God did for me, he'll do, he'll do for you. Somebody asked me, how do you resist the temptation to stray away from remaining faithful to God? I position myself in the word. I position myself in the word. Um, I trust what the word says. Um, I don't eat a lot of negative things. I don't have a lot of people around me that are not in the word. Um, when, and I let grace reign, I don't have the strength to stray away into things. Like I don't have that strength of my own. So when I feel the enemy rising up or my flesh rising up, I remind, I say, God, I need your grace. To get over this situation, Jesus, I need you to give me your holiness. And then, one of the things that helps me when, because the, the, when temptation comes, temptation comes, my flesh responds to stuff. One of the things that helps me is if I start saying, Jesus, uh, my flesh don't want to respond to Jesus. My flesh, it's hard to think about anything ungodly or it's hard to think about something ungodly if you start quoting the word. And so if you're trying not to stay or you're trying to stay focused, guess what you got to do? You got to get more of the word in you. You cannot do this without the word. You you do not, cannot do this without the word. Somebody asked me how I sow friendships. Um, I mean, I'm a, I, I made a promise to become a very good friend. I made a promise to become a very good friend and not my kind of friend or not what I thought a good friend was. I asked the Holy spirit to show me how to be a good friend. And I made a promise to become a very good and a loving friend. And I am, and I so into my friendships and I love, somebody was asking me a question on Instagram and I love my friends from a very pure place. And I love my friends from a non condescending and a non judgmental way. And I was not that way. But I begin to love them the way that God loved them, and I begin to pour into those relationships and because I pour into my friendships like that, I reap a harvest and I have really good friends and I have really loving people that support me because I sow that I I have a rule. I do not want to reap anything that I don't want, that I'm not going to sow. If I sow it, then I'll reap it. If I don't sow it, I'm not. The scripture says, sow to the flesh, reap from the flesh. The scripture says, sow to the spirit, reap from the spirit. So if I'm sowing into my spirit realm, if I'm sowing into your spirit, man, man, if I'm sowing those things, then I'm going to reap a harvest after its own kind. God says every reproduces after his thank you Jess don't make me cry after his own kind and so I so friendship I so love I so favor I I put that um I put that, That that's fine. If if God removes somebody from your life at the beginning of the year, that's fine. He may want to be your best friend. I spent a whole year really almost being to myself so that God could grow me up in the word and God could grow me in wisdom so that I can begin to have healthy relationships because I I needed to trust God before I trusted anybody else. God will send you a friend. We we rely too much on earthly things anyway, but God will send you exactly what you need. But I expect only <laughs> to reap what I sow. So I sow kind words, I sow love, I don't sow condemnation, I'm not condescending, I'm not gonna be sarcastic. And I'm not saying those things don't come uh Don't make me cry, Roz. I'm not saying those things don't come up. I just made a decision that my behaviors need to look like that of Christ. And when my attitude becomes funky, I get, in, I get to myself, so that I don't spew that out on anybody else. And then God has just told me, keep a repentant heart. So if you want to see seeds reproduce after their own kind, sow what you want to see. Sow what you want to see. Sow into somebody else's building. Sow into somebody else's marriage. Babysit for someone. I don't know why we went here, but I think it was necessary. Babysit for someone. Um, Be a blessing in someone's marriage. Sow into someone's date night. Become a habit of sowing the things of what you want to see and you're going to reproduce. Every seed reproduces. After its own kind, so I I hope I hope that helps you today. We almost out of time. I hope that helps someone understand what seed will produce and do for you, and your harvest, and not tangible. So so it does not. So fifteen minutes, baby, just so love. Make a decision. I'm not gonna sow anything negative. Right. I'm not going to sow anything negative in my life. No negative energy, no negative thoughts. And it's hard, but I have to fight it. Right. And I also have to watch what I watch. I'm very sensitive about what I put in my spirit. I don't care if it's just for entertainment. If it's not positive, if it's not uplifting, if it's not building, it does not get to go into LMJ spirit. It does not. And I have a blast. I have a fun. I don't want y'all to sit around here. Think I'm all serious and churchy. Um, I have a blast, but I'm only eating the, the, the things that I want to produce and have harvested in my life. I'm not eating anything else because I know everything planted in my spirit, everything planted in my soul will begin to reproduce after its own kind. And I've seen the power of God's seed. And it's funny because understanding where these blessings come from? Let me read this to you, because we're we're getting into these spiritual. Um, it's it's just Eve. It's just not time. It's just not time, Eve. It's just not time. You and you've got to position yourself in a place where you don't worry about the time of where the relationships will be replaced. God will give you the godly relationships. And sometimes we're looking for the relationships to come from someplace or sometimes we've been too dependent upon friendships that God doesn't want us to have those kind of friends in our life that we trust more friends than we trust more God. God isn't interested in us being in any relationship that will replace him that will overtake him or that, um in which we um we we let that relationship become God. He's just not interested in that. He's not that that relationship takes precedent that that relationship is drawing us into a negative place. It will come in due season. Just begin to seek the wisdom of God for every relationship. Get quiet. Be that type of person. When I didn't have friends, my husband was like cuz you don't know how to be a friend. And I begin to pray and and seek God and God began to teach me how to be a good friend, not to talk about my friends behind my back, their back, not to expose their personal secrets. I have friends that are friends that still don't know what each other has said because I'm not sharing that. I'm not exposing that. That's not for me to expose. And even if I need somebody to get in an agreement and pray with me, I'll say, I need you to pray about a situation, but I cannot reveal to you the who or really the what I just need you to stand in faith with me because God taught me, you gotta be a secret keeper and I wasn't there first that comes with the maturity in Christ Jesus and the maturity in what the word says about us. And what the word is trying to give us and how we're supposed to grow up in the word. So we're we're supposed to be in spiritual blessings. And I guess God led us in that direction for a reason. So I'm just going to obey because I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know that as we get into Ephesians, um, God is giving us the ultimate plan for us. So I'm just going to give you a little bit and then we're going to get out of here. In Ephesians 1, God is giving us the ultimate plan for us. And actually this Ephesians is called the, uh, the queen of the epistles, right? Um, this is the epistle of ascension. Ephesians is put in place to move you to a higher level of consciousness and kingdom, higher level of consciousness and kingdom. That's the purpose of Ephesians one, that we grow into a higher level of conscious in kingdom. And so in Ephesians one, God is leaving us with all the answers. Thank you, Holy spirit. God is leaving us with all the answers. And so we have to know that Ephesians is getting ready to give us the answers we need for every spiritual blessing. And we don't have to guess how God is going to bless us. And we don't have to guess what God is saying to us. And we don't have to guess whether or not we are supposed to be blessed. That's the foolery that the enemy has been having us deal with for the longest, making us think that we have to guess how we're supposed to be blessed or making us think that we're supposed to guess um, what God has for us. No, Ephesians is setting the mark and saying to us, I'm telling you, this is the spiritual blessings that comes from God. These are the spiritual blessings. That are going to manifest earthly blessing. And so you have to know that without a doubt that the enemy is going to present opportunities of frustration, um, of lack so we won't find the answers. I'm actually reading in the uh, New Living Translation and I'm also reading out of my Tony Evans Study Bible, which is the CSC Bible as well. So I have two Bibles and then I have a couple of commentaries that I'm using as well. And so we've gotta know that what Ephesians is giving us here is a baseline of saying, this is what God plans for you. So you don't have to second guess and try to figure out whether or not God called you into purpose or whether or not God has a purpose for you or whether or not God has a plan for you, I'm telling you the word says that God has a plan for you. I'm telling you that the the word is confirming that this is how God plans to take care of us. This is how God plans to provide for us. And so it's not whether or not God is giving us an answer The answer is always already there in the word. And so if it doesn't look like the answer is coming, if it doesn't look like you're getting the clarity and the wisdom, then I need you to sit down (laughs) and I need you to sit still. And I need you to trust what God is saying to you in this season, because the answer of what's to happen next, is in the word. And yep, he'll give spiritual insight and yep, he'll give words of wisdom and yep, he'll give us discernment, but the answer of what we need is in the word. <laughs> it's in the word. Like it's in it's in the word. There's no there's no God didn't leave us without the answers. It's just whether or not we want to submit to the word. It's just whether or not we want to submit to the word. Yeah, Marley, for sure. I know the plans that I have for you, right? Plans to prosper, plans for you to be in good health. I formed and knitted you in your mother mother's womb. So it's only the enemy that has you second guessing your purpose, having you second guessing whether or not God is going to provide for you, have you second guessing whether or not he's going to protect you. And because most of us will not sit and rightly divide the word or reject renew our mind in the word, then it's easy for the enemy to attack your mind because he knows the places in which you're your weakness. And so Ephesians is getting ready to renew in us a right mind so that we understand everything that God has said. Let me read this to you in Romans Romans 5 and 3. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, right? Listen, hear me, hear me. This hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. Can somebody say, God is going to come to me in just the right time. Can you say that? God is going to come to me in just the right time. See, you got to be bold in your speech. You got to speak this word. Can I tell you something? You will, uh, you, this, you, you got to be aggressive, you gotta be aggressive in absolutely everything. You cannot, if you're in a season that you need to see something change or manifest, you do not have time to be over here letting your emotions take you absolutely everywhere. It says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of the son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. So there is no question whether or not God is going to fulfill his promise. The only reason God is going to not fulfill his promise for you is that You're not in the position for him to fulfill the promise for you. It's not, it's not, there's an unfailing hope in this. And even when you're hopeless, even when you are powerless, even when you feel trapped in your job, in your marriage, in your trouble, and there doesn't seem to be an answer, right? I'm telling you, God has got your back. You've just got to position yourself in the word. I don't care if you don't know one or two, I'm going to say this and then we're going to pray and get out of here my friend jess that's on here was sick jess knew no word her parents were not in church she had a blood disorder in which the enemy was requiring her life all she knew how to say was by jesus stripes i am healed that's all she knew how to say she did not need she did not know how to say anything else and so she stood steadfast when the doctors were telling her that her blood levels when they were telling her she was about to die and she was a baby she was in high school she did not have parent parents who were leading her in the lord and then the lord sent a stranger to the hospital. Her brother was sitting out in the hallway, got off the elevator and said, where is your sister? I need to pray for her. She didn't know anything, but by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. But she held on to that promise until that healing manifest. And she walked out that hospital and she continued in sports and she walked in the fullness of every God just by holding on to that one scripture. It did not matter that she didn't know anything else when they were coming in, telling her she was going to bottom out. She was going to die. All this other stuff. She said, no, by jesus stripes i am healed that is the only word she had in her and a miracle manifested out of her mouth a miracle manifested why because in her she knew it was not her time to die in her she knew she had not fulfilled her purpose in her she knew that her life was not over in her she knew that it wasn't her time it wasn't the end of her path In her, something awakened in her, which was the Holy Spirit saying to her, Baby, your time has yet not, your time hasn't come yet. And because your time has not come yet, you don't go out of here. So she held on to the only spiritual truth. And to be honest, part of our problem is we'll hold on to man's truth, we'll hold on to other things, but we will not hold on to the spiritual truths with which the promises in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. The promises in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. That's something I quote over myself every day. The promises in Christ Jesus are yes and amen. And most people don't even know all of Jess's story, but that's part of her journey. She was dying. <laughs> she was not, I'm not telling you, I'm telling you, she was dying. <laughs> she was dying. And all she could say was by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. So second Corinthians one and 20 for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes. in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. The so be it, Is spoken by by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who establishes us, both us and you in Christ. God anointed you and appointed you for such a time as this. And so Ephesians is about to waken us up. Ephesians is about to stir us up. Ephesians is about to grow us up. Ephesians is about to mature us. Ephesians is about to develop our character. Ephesians is about to confirm for us how important we are to the body, how important we are to the kingdom. You do not have to second guess anymore whether or not you have purpose whether or not you will fulfill your assignment. You just got to make a decision to get out your own way. You, you just got to make a decision. You know what, Lord, I'm about to surrender to you. I'm about to surrender my mind to you. I'm about to surrender my marriage to you. I'm about to surrender my ministry to you. I'm about to surrender my children to you. I'm about to surrender the call on my life to you. Lord God, I'm about to enter into a surrendered state. I'm going to control my mouth and I'm going to seek you in everything. If you'll make the decision, you know what? I'm going to seek you, Lord. I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to lean into my own understanding. Then he's going to produce. And then, if you will do me a favor and if you'll sit still if you'll sit still and we're about to pray if you will sit still and allow God to develop the character in you right if you'll sit still and allow God to develop the character in you part of the problem is you underdeveloped in your character Part of the problem, I'm just going to be honest, is you undeveloped in your character, you undeveloped in the word, you're not developed enough and you keep t- trying to take off without the spiritual wisdom and without the maturity you need so that you can be all that you're supposed to be in the kingdom. And I'm going to be honest. Some of the reasons we are underdeveloped is because we watched people around us model underdeveloped in it. And so God is about to develop our character, um, which are our qualities that, as supposed to distinguish us from others, especially as Christians. And then they're going to develop distinctive character traits in us that look like Christ. When your character is not formed like Christ is because you won't endure. You won't endure. You won't stay consistent in the process and you get off the wheel or off the refiner's fire. Ephesians is going to um, focus more on God's work in us. So when we pray Ephesians 1, 17, 23 over our life or our life, we're asking God to do a new thing in us, to open our eyes, to expand our ears, to expand our thinking so that the work of Jesus Christ will be active in your life and you can fulfill your purpose. You can find there's no more question about whether or not you got purpose. I'm telling you, you have purpose. I'm telling you, you have purpose. There's no more. Don't stop asking God. Do I have a purpose? I don't look like I got a purpose. You got a purpose. You, you got a purpose. You got a purpose. Jeremiah one and five says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I appointed you as a business owner. I appointed you as a wife. I appointed you as a mother. I appointed you as a teacher. I appointed you as a preacher. I appointed you um, to walk in your spiritual gifts. I've appointed you to all of this. I'm just waiting on you to get at my feet and learn from me. And so I love what Paul says. Paul said, I ain't got no spiritual degrees. That's what Paul says. He said, I ain't got no degrees. He said, but I spent three years with the He said, I spent three years with the Holy Spirit and I'm going to tell you, I ain't had no spiritual degrees, but I've spent the last three years with the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to be honest. I have a bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree. I don't have, but I am in my third year of training with the Holy Spirit. June will make my third year in full time ministry of training with the Holy Spirit. That's what I've been doing, and God will do absolutely the same thing for you, so that you can walk in your riches, richness, and your inheritance. If you just make a decision that you know what, I'm not gonna receive anything less than what God has for me. Let me read this over you and let's pray and get out of here. And if you came in late, go back and get all of this. This is important today. Go back and get, we talked about seed. We talked about money. We're talking about aligning ourselves so we can receive the spiritual and earthly blessings from God. Let me pray this over you. This is Ephesians 1 15 through 21. It says for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people. And this is something I pray over you guys all the time. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I'm praying that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for those of you that Believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the ones to come. I thank you, Lord, that you're pouring out your spirit on all your people and your sons and daughters will prophesy and your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Finally, Lord, God, I thank you for your people. Father, I thank you that you will take you out of the nation, that you will gather them up from all countries and bring them back into your own land. Sprinkle clean water on them, Lord and they will be clean. Cleanse them from all impurities, from all idols. Give them a new heart and put a new spirit in them. Remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh and we will and put your spirit in them and move them so they follow their degrees. Lord, do not let them be wise in their own eyes. Father God, let them shun evil. Open their eyes, Lord, so that they may see you, Lord God. Give them ears to hear, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that no harm will overtake them and no disaster will come near your tent. That is my prayer for you. I love y'all. I love you so much. I hope you end this year with so much grace, so much love, so much peace, so much abiding. You do not have to wait on 2020 to position yourself for a blessing. You do not have to wait on 2020 to position yourself for a blessing. You can position yourself for a blessing today. I love you, my loves. I'm back here in the morning. We're not off. We're going to be right back here in the morning. We're going to dive into Ephesians. We're going to understand our spiritual blessings so that our earthly blessings will manifest as well. We walking in in healing. We walking in in prosperity and we're going to walk in victory all year long. Why? Because grace abides and abounds to us. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for rocking with me all year long. Today is the 691 devotional of Coffee and Conversation. Thank y'all for rocking. Thank you for Ladies Bible Study. Thank you for all that you have done all year long. Many, 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 many many blessings on you in Jesus' name. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Go be loved today. And I'll see y'all in the morning at 5 a.m. Love.